0: So let me read this to you first. Let's go to Acts 19. It says this, God did extraordinary miracles through, operative word, Paul, just a person. You could change the name attached to that statement, but the truth doesn't. And it is this, that one of the most incredible things that humanity, that you and I sitting here today, first timers, millionth timers, not possible, like could actually consider is that God wants to do things through you. So that means that if you feel like God is moving everywhere but through you, like it just feels like God's moving around you, indicator of a problem. Because his heart is to move through. So are we actually maybe available for a God who wants to move through, who sometimes moves around, as a possibility, a signpost of, I wish I had a little bit more of that. Now, comparison is not always healthy, as we're about to learn. We're going to spend most of our time today in Galatians. But before we do that, I need to prep it. We already have a little bit with Philippians. Let's go to Hebrews 8 now, verse 13. Oh, 13, verse 8. Uh, It says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I read this because I need you to know that what I'm preaching in the idea of consistency is not just like a a good self-help topic. This isn't a TED Talk. This isn't, like do these seven things. This is, I hope I could be this one day. This is is how we align. If you don't have an anchor, if you don't have a measure, you'll just basically live all over the place, never knowing how lost you are. This is what we know. God seems to be consistent. You know, why does that matter to me, Chris? Are you just flaunting how good he is in front of me again? Uh, No, I think it matters when he's the one who has made the promises. Like like we're here, what we are saying is that he is the all-powerful, all-loving God and he has chosen you and he has given you promises. So it would kind of seemed to me that we would want to vouch for his character, and it seems that this topic of consistency is hidden in just who he is. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, God, like that's, he's still the same. So although you may change, although your circumstances shift, just like he said to Peter on this rock, I'll build my church, and then Peter denies him, it's funny how Peter didn't lose his promises because he didn't fulfill what he thought he should fulfill, was supposed to fulfill, because God spoke about his future without being ignorant of either his past or his future. It is powerful that God doesn't change, because now that means that we can measure ourselves, know our progress, know whether we're winning according to a gold standard, that is not the person next to you, the person who posts well or the person that is a cubicle to your right or your older brother or your failed relationship with your father. No, no, God, he's unchanging. Imagine if we could be consistent. Now, my point is this. Consistency is either life or death, meaning consistency we don't have a choice for. I want you to know, if everyone said you're inconsistent, I'm here to tell you as your pastor, who loves you, and here to encourage you, you're consistent. Most probably just in the wrong direction. Uh, I know, I speak life. Like I was thinking the other day, right? Like my golf game, if I had the propensity for good consistency, like I, I don't fully know, I think I have an answer, I'm gonna bring it. But why are we not good consistent all the time? Everyone's like, golf's hard. I'm like, no, I'm you pick a spot that's not in front of me and this one over here, my golf shot, left, slice, spirit of slice is upon me. Like, great, psych. Most of them would land in a very tight grouping. So it's not our inability to replicate. It's our propensity to go in the wrong direction. Enter the human condition that the Bible calls sin. Yeah, that's right. Dirty sin. And we're all sinners. I know. So far, you like, I fail to see how he's going to encourage me. Well, let me tell you this. Sin is not an event. Sin is a condition. It is the struggle for every human to do what they know is good for them instead of doing what they seem to just do. That's why we often... Stray from our relationship with God, we make sin an event. If I haven't been at this event in a minute, then I deserve to be asking God for all the things, right? You ever ask God for something, but then you point? You like you 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 ask ask people church ask Renee, ask Renee how many times I've checked in. I I stay checked in. So therefore, make it rain, Lord. But that's not the reality of it. The truth is that you and I have this ability to just keep going for the wrong, the left, the things we don't want. But the truth is, if we could build on something other than that, there would be fruit that enters our life. I want to speak about how do we, as humans, embrace a consistency that builds our life versus tears it down. Because if we were as good at speaking what God sees over us, as we're good at seeing, speaking what we see over us in the mirror, like imagine. So, let me read Galatians. It's a bit of scripture, but I'm going to read it for you. I'm going to stop and interject, make a little commentaries, okay? And, and we're going to get there. Everyone say, we're going to get there. Thank you. I, I, it's awesome. All right, let's go. If you think, this is so good. Just God God's leveling everybody straight off the outset. Speaking and just breathing truth. If you think you are too important to do this, you are only fooling yourself. Somehow we think importance is about the things that we don't put our hand to. Somehow we think importance is the things that we bypass. Yet Jesus said a new standard, and he said the things that I do pick up. Like that is the most important being that has ever lived on this earth. Served, I mean, just come on. Don't compare yourself with others. Just look at your own work to see if you have done anything to be proud of. Oof. You must each accept the responsibilities that are yours. Never stop doing good. Whoever is being taught God's word should share the good things they have with one who is teaching them. If you think you can fool God, you are only fooling yourself. You will harvest what you plant. If you live to satisfy your sinful self, another version says the flesh, basically saying, hey, we got that propensity to just like, man, lash out, send the email, you know, not go to the gym. <laughs> someone, that, that's what hit someone. They're like, that, that right there, preach it. Harvest you will get from that will be eternal is death. But if you live to please the Spirit... Your harvest from the Spirit will be eternal life. We must not get tired of doing good. We will receive our harvest of eternal life at the right time. We must not give up when we have the opportunity to do good to anyone who should do it, but we should give special attention to those who are in the family of believers. That last bit, I'm going to get to maybe next, some other time, because I'm not preaching next week, I don't think. But let me focus on this. It says that we get tired of doing good. Hmm, interesting, because the previous verses speak nothing about good work. They speak everything about comparison. So is it the good work making you tired, or is it the measure you're comparing yourself against that's making you tired? Because I don't think it's the good work. Because why would he then speak about harvest and speak about timing? Why would he say if you don't quit, you'll get? Because it's not the good work that really makes you tired. It's actually the lack of result that is making you tired. You ever said that? Like proven, ready, right here. I'm tired of being nice to like, to to Izzy. No, 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 I'm always nice. And then Izzy just gave me the side eye. Oh, look, I'll, I'll allow it once, but you mistake my kindness for Watch out, or I will send an ambiguous, passive-aggressive Facebook post aimed at you, but everybody might feel it. I I could be nice if she's not nice the first week, maybe even the second. I'm a pastor, so even the third, maybe even the fourth, because I don't want to get caught on Instagram losing that. So by the fifth, though, I'm justified. Ever had that? Justification. Is the greatest friend for people who want to stay where they are. Justification is that friend that won't leave you and won't let you leave. I've been nice, but I haven't seen niceness back. I I should see it by now. Oh yeah, I'm going to serve the church, but I haven't preached yet. Oh, I'm going to preach and give you my life, God, but like I'm not known yet. Like with my book deal? oh but God, like I have given grace to my significant other, and there is no change yet. Oh God, no no, I've been nice to people. I, it's today's the day that I misinterpret five-fold ministry and I'm gonna hit my boss. Because I've, I've waited. so what we think is that we have done enough, and the reality is that this says... Hey, just stop for a second. Ask yourself, did you even do anything you should be proud of yet? What God is saying. And then he throws in that we have to be responsible, accept responsibility. I got children. I was a child. I'm a human sometimes acts like a child. And I'll tell you the hardest thing to do is right here, right now, accepting responsibility. To accept responsibility means that you and I must change. To blame someone... It was always someone else. But yet here we have an entire portion of Scripture devoted to you and I, like stepping out of comparison and embracing that you and I must learn to be consistent, which means we need an appetite shift, okay? We need an appetite shift for the things we do in our life. So let me say this. Let me put this statement out there. And if you're angry, just know, or wrote this message and I'm just preaching it. Okay? It is this. If it is fast and it is cheap, it will never be good. If it is fast and it is cheap, it'll never be good. Now let me put this out there. Every single one of us are in the business of manufacturing. We need to transition into the business of logistics. We are manufacturers because we want something so bad that we try to fabricate it ourselves. But the question I put out there is can you really make that which only God can create. Like your day, your timing, your platform, your healing, your moment, only he can bring it. But the counterfeit, the, the counterfeit world only exists because this is what we're happy with. We are happy to forfeit the high price as long as we can enjoy the look. As long as it looks like I got there, I'm okay with it, break it down. I'm okay with having to walk past people real quick with my Louis Vuitton hat because it says Louis Vuitton. You know? Don't diss Louis Vuitton. It's Louis' brother that got overlooked. I'm going to support him. I know what he feels like. We all manufacture. You manufacture relationships, fruit. Can anybody see what I just did? I'm kind of testing, I I kind of test this out for a long time in my life, but even recently I I got the privilege of doing a milestone event as a speaker and I didn't post anything about it. Very contrary to what is wise and good and what everyone does. I wanted to see if I thought it was good, if I wanted you to know how good I am, or did the people I speak to think it was good, and let's see if they post. They didn't post. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't mean it was bad. But let people speak of who you are. Can you trust a self promoter? I don't know. I mean, even Jesus has the Holy Spirit vouching for him, so I mean, pretty good measure. We all manufacture, but what if we were in the business of logistics? Like, it is not my job to create a God move or fake a God move. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I start burner accounts. Man, Chris, that was fire. Man. (laughs) You said your name was Fabian Christopher. Fire Fabian. Am I right? Like, is that what I should aim at? Or can I be in the logistics business, carrying those things of value to the destinations that they were created to be at? Hey God, what are you shipping today? Hey God, what are you shipping today? Like in my workplace, what are you shipping? Is it grace? Is it mercy? Is it truth? Is it kindness? Is it joy? Is it acceptance? Is it invitations into my home? Like, what are you shipping? Because I want to be a part of carrying and being responsible for taking the cargo from heaven straight to the places that God wants it to land on, on earth. God, I don't need the glory for it. Like, you can even, if I've got my own truck, God, in the logistics business, you can put your banner on the side of it. doesn't need to be Chris Carmona Ministries. Let, all I care about, God, does the product get to where it's meant to go? And if you use me, what a privilege. Imagine if you were in the logistics business. I'll tell you this, you've never measured whether you're successful when you're in the business of carrying other people's success. No, no, I'm not measuring if I'm worth more or worth less. I'm measuring my sole ability to prove and sleep at night whether I did well is simply this. Did I get what God gave me here and put it to the places he wanted it here? Hey, that goes for your finances too. That goes for your love that you have received freely from God, your forgiveness that he gave every day, and yet you can't give, or I can't give, or we're slow to give. Just because you're going to, yeah, I mean that, my kids do that. Give that back to your system. Just give it, give, give it, just give it. Let it, let Let it go. Half of our life is, like, I did not know that as a parent you become a judge. Literally, trialing cases all day. (laughs) Just all day. He said, and when I was stretching, he tripped. (laughs) Let's stay in the logistics business. God, what have you got from heaven that I'm meant to carry to earth? Which leads to my next question. That will identify whether you have shaped your world for the manufacturing industry or the logistics industry. And it is this. Are you in the business of being pacified or fulfilled? You know what pacification is? When you can't wait for the thing that'll fulfill you, so you'll settle for the thing that'll just keep you going till the next time you need another thing. I know this isn't the relationship I should be waiting for, but... I'm gonna pacify myself with it because I hate being lonely and I have done too many years of lonely, aka I deserve, here's that scripture again. So instead of doing the good thing of waiting for the good man that God is gonna do because he manufactures my husband, my wife, some of you are like, there must be a backlog, it's COVID. Okay, (laughs) it's COVID, it's COVID. All the single people are like, "I, I put my order in. You put your order in, but God's still waiting for somebody 6'5". Okay, so um, he's like, I don't have any of those we're making right now. I don't have any 6'5". What can I say? i got no 6'5". i got some great men of God, but no no 6'5". Meanwhile, Gerardi's like, I'm taken. Nosa's like, I'm 6'5". I'm guessing. I don't know that he's 6'5", but he looks 6'5 to me. No, just come down. I want to tell you something. (laughs) We we, we pacify and we do it because we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. We pacify ourselves with what we want to hear in the moment. You agree with me, right? You agree with me, right? You you get it, right? We pacify ourselves and we want things fast and we want them to be cheap. I don't want to lay my whole life down for this thing. And I don't want to wait my whole life for this thing. Two things Christians are usually unwilling to do. Lay their life down and spend their time waiting for the thing that God wants to bring. So what else do you do if logistics is not your interest? Because fulfillment and fulfilling orders from a king is not what you were made to do apparently. You want to be a king or a queen in your own world, in your own right. Have people put a sticker on your story? Yes. You know, like, no. I don't need to be celebrated by people because that celebration pacifies your insecurities for a moment but leaves you hungry for another. You become hungry for people's opinions and next thing you know, you're more guided by the people's choice than your will, God's will. What people will say, won't say start to become the very chains that hold you back from the things that God called you to because you've manufactured a life you can't keep up. We manufacture things that'll pacify us because we won't wait for the authentic gift moment, timing from God in due season. In due season, I'm going to do it. We started this whole series with who builds what? You build his house, he'll build yours. I promise you, I'm 40 now. I'm 40 with four kids, one wife, same wife. Some people like, didn't pick that up from the one wife part. (sighs) Been leading this for 20 years, giving God my everything. Hey, I've failed. Like, I've been a good leader to these people, badly to these people. I've learned, I'm tripping, I'm falling, I'm getting back up again. You know why? Because I'll tell you that it's not about what I can manufacture. There was a time for it and that burden weighed me down, I became weary. God, I don't know how much I can serve you any longer. Like I've been trying. Like we don't have everything you promised yet. Where's the building? God, I preached my heart out, veins popping at risk of an aneurysm. And they don't change. God, I could preach my best. I can I can like I can make the services longer, I can make them shorter, I could, I could package. we could give donuts, we could give, I mean, we could give like everything. And people still don't get consistent. I mean, COVID proved that even just doing this consistently, once a week, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna sit. Oh, that's too difficult. Oh, why? Just too much noise. A lot of digital noise. We're digitally fatigued. Everything's so tiring. Digitally fatigued. Don't even wash my hair anymore. Got shampoo fatigue. Because we got the pump one. Because when you got kids, you need the pump one. I'm going to get this side left turn for all the people that one day will have children are those that have now children and those who are going to look after grandchildren don't give them don't trust them with a normal squeezy bottle uh-uh Mm-mm. there are dolphins out there living with the suds that come from my house pump Phew. that's it you can't be you can't you can't yield the power one of my kids put all over the shelf. Floor. He's like, Dad, you can slide every can. Like, yes, you can, son. But you don't. You shouldn't. Honestly, all the weary, all the tired, all those who are about to give up, all those who think they're doing it wrong, because you're not seeing the results. All those who think they've got to quit. All those who think they're not called to it. All those that think every word ever spoken was in vain. All the parents that thought they brought their kids to church for years on years and now look at them. God, what was the point? All the people in a relationship that have sown and sown and prayed. All the people you're hungry for. All the people we've lost. All the people that have graduated to heaven. Can I tell you, we would be fools to think that everybody goes home of old age. This life is not the finish line. In fact, if it is the finish line, you only finish a race for what comes after. The race is not the only thing. No, God proves himself faithful in eternity. God proves himself faithful here sometimes. He's always faithful though. And when we get that, what happens is this, we get into being in the logistics business. And all of a sudden through fulfilling a need and humbling ourselves and stewarding what God wants to do, even in the moments of our fear and inadequacies, and hunger and needs that we want met and relationships we wish would happen and locations. You think I want, like I love Chicago, I'm, I'm with it now. But like Hawaii also pretty awesome. Like let's go to Long Beach, wrap it up, we're out. No, sometimes you live places that are far from family. Me and my brother call each other. Man, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that one day God will put us in the same city again. I miss doing life with you. I miss you, Mom. I hate that my kids don't really know you like that. But I can't turn away from the fact that when I lost my mind, He saved me. I can't turn away from the fact that He's been there every moment. And I can't turn away that it is better to connect yourself to a God move and try to fabricate one yourself. Who builds what? You build his house, he'll build yours. Stay faithful, stay consistent, stay doing the right thing. Trust God, lift up your voice, pray to the heavens, glorify the name of God. Never let the devil take your praise. Never let him silence you. Do it in His face. If He's gonna give you bad circumstances, man, praise in His face because He hates it. Lift up the Name of Jesus because He hates it. Glorify God because He hates it. If He's gonna put you through trial, serve God all the harder. If He's gonna call your name and ridicule it, love the people that ridicule it. Pray for them, love them, speak good of them. Let them speak bad of you. Let them be that person. You be like who? Like your Father. My ultimate goal is this, that in years to come, and it's a hard one, hard one to get to, but I pray that when I'm older, <laughs> a bit evil the way you laughed at that. That's another series coming now. But I pray that people look at me and go, man, he, he always loved the same. And yeah, he always had the same grace. He always extended the same mercy. Man, he always stuck to the same vision. Man, I seen I seen him on it, but he's always, he always, he was faithful to the same wife. He was just, he was just, and by the way, that's not condemnation to failed marriages. You know what? All that matters is do good with what's in front of you now. Now, now, do it now. if we could say that I looked more like my God, I promise you this, you'll never know a day of weariness. The good work's not what gets you tired. Stop blaming the good work. Stop blaming the God stuff. Stop blaming the church. I don't blame the church that I'm far from my mom, or my my dad, or my brother, no, no, no. This thing, this thing, dad, I've been sent on assignment. I've been sent on assignment, dad. I've been sent on assignment, mom, and your grandchildren with me. All the days of my life, surely, goodness and mercy will follow me let me close with this one scripture throw it over for me and it is philippians 1 6 being confident of this confidence is something that is underrated let me tell you it's a beautiful thing to have confidence not about self but sometimes just the confidence that you're in the right place the confidence that man this is going to build my life The confidence that this doctor's report will not result in what this, the confidence in every single day that has been written for me has already been ordained and in his book of life, the confidence is a beautiful thing is of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ, Jesus. Leave it up there. I want to leave you with one last thought. In here is a small technicality that is hinged on a beginning in order for you to reap the end. And it is this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work, who began it? What's he, what's he vouching for? Not the works you started. He's not, he's not saying, I'm gonna do the works you started. He's saying, hey, the ones I started in you, I'll finish those. The ones you started, that's on you. But what I started in you, I'm gonna do it. If you can stick to the things that he started in you, this is your promise. You don't have to carry it out. He'll carry it out. You need to stay. You need to stick. You need to stand. You need to get planted. You need to just stand through the storm. And when you've done all that, the Bible says, keep standing. You do that. And I promise you, he who started a good work in you will be good enough to finish it. Amen.